Oh my god. Can I tell you something? What? This whole time we've been talking, I've had my microphone facing the wrong way. Oh, well that's uh <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Look at it now. Look how different it is. Oh man. So it's been a while since we've come into the closet. Welcome, 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 welcome back, everybody. Becky left the chat scheduled for one fall. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. So we are here now. Uh, it has been a while, right? <laughs> Did you miss us? Probably not, because there's not a lot of people currently enjoying uh, going back for no reason to the year of 1992 to watch Do you wrestling. Think maybe we need a reason. Well, what if we already had a reason? And that's why we started here, because now there's a big reveal about what we're actually doing. That'd be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? I think so. But we'll save that. Because for now, we have to close out this year in wrestling. The last two televised events, Superstars events, December of 92. You ready, Jen? Oh, boy. Well. So you know how I said on the last episode that I feel like... Mm-hmm. These matches are getting better. I'm like, some of these jobber matches are actually, it's like slowly getting better. Like I'm false. getting more, and well, no, I did say that on the last episode. You may have said that, but it's And false. it was true for November, mm-hmm. beginning of December. Mm-hmm. But I think as a constant, at least in the early 90s, as far as it, like this is concerned, End of December, around Christmas time, it's just... What day do you think this episode was filmed? Crickets. Um, November sometime. Probably. November 24th. Yeah. So shortly after, I would imagine, the Survivor Series that year. They probably had the Survivor no, Series. The and this Survivor was the Survivor Series, I think, was the 25th. So it was like the day before the Survivor Series. Yeah, and that's exactly the vibe that you're getting from all these yeah. episodes in the Nutter Center, because nothing happens. Everything is being run by the camera and the commentary. The like, Nutter Center. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's bad. It's <laughs> it's bad. Um, we will run through the two days quickly, as we've done before. So we started with a, uh, this is December 19th at the Nutter Center, Dayton, Ohio. Filmed on the 24th of November. Crush beats Dark Destiny. Mm. Ico Pro. That, yeah, that was your note. Ico Pro. That's <laughs> my note, yeah. <laughs> Kamala defeated Bill Kobe, which, again, didn't Kamala just get dropped inside of a casket to disappear? Big Boss Man beat Bret Hart, Barry Hardy. Mm. Yokozuna beat Rich Myers. Did you just accidentally say that Big Boss Man beat Bret Hart and then change it quickly to Barry Hardy? I know, I almost said Barry Harwood's. Oh, that's where okay. I was going with it but it wasn't the big B Damien Demento from the farthest reaches of your mind defeated Carrie Davis and Money Eek Inc. defeated Chris Hahn Money and Laverne McGill to retain their title that was this episode what did you take from this episode I took one thing and one thing only but I'll I'll let you go first 
Um, I took that it's almost the holidays and everybody's home. Um, <laughs> Correct. And then they were going to send you wishes at the very end. They did send us holiday wishes. Um, two Santas came out in the form of... The Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers. And they whacked around like Santa do. We got highlights from the interview with Bret Hart from last week where Ric Flair comes out. And then Razor Ramon comes out. And then Mr. Perfect comes out. And it's like a... It's almost like they're continuing to promote an upcoming event called the Royal Rumble. Bret versus Razor. And no matter who is going to be the champion at that point, um, the winner of the Rumble, they're reminding you, gets to challenge the champion. There's a promo. They're reminding you of that. This is, this is all we're doing for the next two weeks is telling you there's another event. Oh, my God. Can I tell you something? What? This whole time we've been talking, I've had my microphone facing the wrong way. Oh, well, that's uh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Look at it now. Look how different it is. Oh, man. So it's been a while since we've come into the closet. Do you want to re-record all of that? I mean, it's been five minutes. I think you'll just have to... Um... I think it's going to be bad. Well, we just discovered that the first five minutes, you're only going to be hearing one person speak or no people speak. And now you're also hearing no one speak because you're not recording me. <laughs> so, yeah, we are back. We've realized that we've wasted five uh, uh, five minutes, five hours, five minutes and 15 seconds of an intro that was just me. Um, Can you imagine if we wasted five hours? They're going to have to fire the uh, technical support team. Yeah. They're going to have to be, they're going to have to go. <laughs> we're, we're not going to be It's able been to a while since they've... To the uh... next adventure. Sat in this closet. So we don't know how it's going to sound. We're going to find out later. But if not, welcome everybody to Becky Left to Chat. We are going to keep in the gaff of the beginning part. Um, but we are finishing out two weeks in December of 1992 right now. Uh, we <laughs> just did the regular rundown, which you don't really need to know because everything happened on November 24th anyway. So it happened before the Survivor Series, which we know, right? And uh, yeah. You want to move on to December 26th? Sure. On November, on December 26th, we're still in the same place, still at the same time, still the same show. Boxing Day. I know. Razor Ramon beat Gus Cantaracus. We saw Bob Backlund sighting. <laughs> Bob Backlund defeated Barry Horowitz since throwing his name into the ring. We saw uh, the Head Shrinkers beat Bill Vapor and Chris Allen. Our man Tatanka defeated Brett Tyler. Virgil defeated John Reckner, and Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Brian Costello. Yo, do you know that Razor Ramon kept that toothpick behind his ear during his entire match? That's a thing that he does in the Gus very beginning. Can't That's like a thing that he does in the beginning that is just gangster as fuck. This is gangster as fuck. Yeah, it's I was, just I was so, impressed. so good. He. I'm going to give you a spoiler. He is uh, definitely my uh, newcomer of the year at our end of the year awards. The the end of the year slammy banquet. I mean, he's wonderful. He's Um, been wonderful the entire time. So, this episode is good for two things. Things. Well, I think it's good because it's setting up the perfect face turn. So, we're getting a lot of everybody just name-dropping Mr. Perfect. It has the Mr. Perfect video. 
which is Mr. Let's, perfect being perfect that playing is one baseball. Of, that's one of the two things is that he is playing baseball with Wade Boggs perfectly. perfectly. Um, right on these no, two episodes, no, like we just got a lot of PSAs. The actual main thing that happened in this episode. Okay. The WW Slam music video. No, 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 no. That that has its own segment that we all know. For those that for those that don't know, at least in our opinion, the unofficial new generation kickoff is this episode because they are yeah. playing that at the top with Bret Hart as the champion, and it is the most '90s, just straight '90s. Like your parent, like it's of your parents' age. They're like kids would like. Th- like it's the ultimate, like geared towards kids of the '90s. It's got just the cheesiest music that you could imagine, right? It's just got that cheesy, like "Say by the Bell" kind of music from the '90s, and it's just produced in such a way that you're like, it is so cheesy, but like it wasn't that cheesy. You're like, all right, it's cool when you're a kid, and now you see it, and it's the corniest fucking thing ever. Like we we gotta we gotta like post the YouTube clip of it. We we gotta post the video. It is the greatest video ever. Yeah, we we should. It's the greatest music video we I've ever seen. In my life. I love it, and it came out of this episode. Which, that's about all that came out of it, right? I mean, I'm thinking. Well, I'm like, that and the and the, yeah, that Mr. Perfect one. I mean, they're just these are throwaway episodes. They're literally just here. They're trying to get to the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And you and I are just trying to get to that first Monday Night Raw. That's it. Which is three weeks from now, from this I think time. It's only two because I think yeah. the first one's January 11th. Um, so two. Yeah. And so. I mean, immediately next year though, we get, we get Macho Man. He's going to be on the Superstars set. Mm-hmm. And he's on Raw as a yep. he's, he's a color guy on Raw. And he, he's going to be there. His commentary <laughs> is actually probably my favorite because it is just sometimes so off the wall. Uh-huh. Like he just says the weirdest shit. Mm-hmm. And like watching it in retrospect, it's like, what? But he also says weird. Actually goes on, especially during says, those first raws when they're actually live, and it's just like, whole. It's, it's but, a treat. But he also says weird shit like, in character, but also in context, where he's like saying something to like, get Vince's attention, or you know, act like play along with whatever the gag is, like trying to sell the gag, but he's just not doing it well enough, that mm-hmm. like Vince doesn't get it. You know, like how he's doing with Damien Demento. He made like made like a Damien Demento joke about how he like wasn't from the far reaches of his mind or something. You know what I mean? Like or something like, about that. And Vince just doesn't like, get that he's making a joke or plays how along. Much you, and it's just how so much bad. are they paying the guy who's telling him what to who he's talking to? Who nobody, the Invisible Man that nobody could see. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. How much are they paying him? Oh yeah. And yeah. you're like, what? It was so good because just yeah. Vince did, either didn't pick up well, or just Vince was going along with the dad on joke. his one. The one monotone, uh, you know, thing delivery. that, yeah, delivery that he can talk on. He just can't, like, oh, he's so like, faux yelling the whole time. So good. And that's all the previews that we have to come. And because... then Lawler. But I will say these last two, before Macho Man's in it, the Damien Demento thing is actually from January. That, where, 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 we're zooming ahead. Yeah. These we're ahead. were. Bobby the Brain. Bobby the Brain and Jerry Lawler. And I did enjoy having two <laughs> heel color commentators with Vince, with Vince's ridiculous, this, his whole 
thing, his Vince monotone thing. 100%. I was like, I, I'm, this is funny. I mean, a lot of what they said was yeah. probably not appropriate. I'm going to tell you something really strange. But. <laughs> that at the time, you know, because I just feel like as we're getting here to kind of wrap up the end of the year, it's just something I'm thinking about, especially with the video and with Jerry Lawler talking about throwing his name in the hat for the Royal Rumble. Like, Jerry Lawler just comes in and immediately starts beefing with the champion. Like, yeah. did you ever, when you were a kid, because I remember Jerry Lawler as just a color commentator, so I don't remember him having that much heat that, like, immediately he's just, like, the guy. Right? Because I think about it now, and it's like he has the matches with Bret Hart, like... No, it's weird, because I think this was around the time I really started watching it, because I know I watched those early Raws, so I think I just kind of assumed that he was, like, this older guy that was around for a while, and he was just in other promotions. Right. And I didn't know that this was, like, his first stint, really, in the WWF. Like it's I, wild. I had no idea. It's wild. I just thought he was, like, a guy that was around for a while. Because, like, it, it's just wild. I think yeah. about him. I'm like, I remember the Kiss My Feet match. Like, all these weird yeah, well, things. And then he brings in Isaac Yankovic. Brett's Yanka not B. champion yes. for a lot of that. But no, no, no. But he's still a top guy, though. Like, he immediately start starts beating with the top guy. He still felt like the champion. I would say during that Correct. time. Yeah. I, again, again, it's it's like, you know, it's like you go to the Attitude Hour, it's like somebody just immediately gets a storyline with, you know, The Rock or somebody at that point. You're like, I just right. don't, like, how is this a thing? But it was it was just pretty cool to think no, about he because was I'm like, man. Tag team champs. Because now we're going to have uh, him. Jeff Jarrett. We're going to have him, like, half wrestling for, like, three years now on TV shows. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't can't wait for the that. Royal Rumble's Kiss my good, foot though. match. Yeah, the Kiss My Foot match, Royal Rumble. Well, this Royal Rumble, the 93 Royal Rumble, not to. It's actually really not that good. It was my first. The one with Jerry Lawler. The one, the, the, the one, the one I he, think it's well, 94. It's in 94, I think, where he like is just hopping around on one foot. Because remember, he falls out but doesn't get both feet down? Up and over, but not out. Yeah. Well, he goes up and over, one foot hits, and they went out of their way to say two feet. So he's hopping around on one foot, and he like sits on a chair or something. With the one where he hides under the ring for like half an Yeah, hour, that's half what I mean. Rumble. He's so silly. Like, he's just <laughs> he's funny. Like, that's going to be funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a good time. Um, I like all the stuff he does. I mean, I, uh, it's so cringe, but the just how he making abuses. Making fun of people in the audience? Abuses Stu. Mm-hmm. And Helen Hart. Like, he just... Yeah, he makes it, fun of them a lot, It's too. a little cringe, but it's effective. Um, oh, I mean, it's and, just and Tiny out. Tim, he tiny breaks Tim. his little... Tiny Tim. Was it a ukulele? Is that what he... Oh, who's the other guy? Doesn't he pull a guy out of the crowd, too? He does. He what, pulls a guy the out of the crowd. One of the ECW guys, maybe? No. No. I don't no. remember. And that guy hooks up with the Bushwhackers. Oh, I can't... I can't do that. Remember who the guy is, though? That already happened, I think. I think that was... uh, Was it... Oh, you're right. Maybe that already did. It did, and it wasn't Lawler. Oh man! It shows how well we, how much we were paying attention. We literally were talking about it too, on this. And I, what the hell is that guy's name? That was this year. That was ninety two. Was it? Yeah. What was it? It wasn't like Seamus. Or it could have been. Keep thinking Seamus, but but it was a one name. It was a one word name. Like Horace or something. No, but it was like he was the nerdy dude, right? The dweeby dude. Yeah. Yeah, he was with the Bushwhackers, and uh, I. I think the Beverly's were like after him. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's uh oh my god, I am thinking of Vince saying his name. Lonnie Pofo. Oh, that's um uh, is that, oh no. <laughs> it's messing with 
Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's like a formal silly name. Hold on, I'll just just keep chatting. I'll look it up. I'm thinking. No, like my brain is just like it can't. It can't think of anything else. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. Hold on, dead Uh, air. (laughs) Dead air. Oh my god. Now you've really done it. Now you've done it. What the hell was his name? I know. Oh man, I looked it up without. Uh, I did like. Now I a, feel like I'm in a race with you to get this answer first. I know that's exactly what we're doing. I'm like looking we're, up like the top ten. This is a really. This is gonna be the best episode we ever put out. By the way, five minutes. My sound is just not there at all. Well, we're gonna pro- maybe we'll squat that out um, if we can here. But then it's just like we never even talked about the <laughs> the the, the, um, the episode. Oh my god. No, yeah, but we're gonna get back to it now. We're, we're gonna circle back. Nerdy. No, we don't. Wrestling character. Who was that guy? Please tell me you know his name. Stanley? <laughs> no, because it, it, it ended with like an us, because it was like always saying, you know, oh, they're messing with somebody. Beverly. Bradley. No. Hershmers. Oh my god. Oh my god, this is so difficult. This is the worst episode we've ever recorded. It's not. I think our first ones are probably worse than this. Because we actually know how to go out and cut some of this right now. But it's going to be good when we get his name. Jameson. It was Jameson. Which I remember the other name. It was Jameson. Not a nerdy name at all. No. It's a fucking cool name. No, I remembered it. That's now why. thinking about it without even I I, I saw the Beverly oh, you Brothers. Didn't I didn't it? even see the name. No, no, but it's Jameson, right? It was Jameson. Yeah. It was like, oh, you stop Jameson. messing with Jameson. Stop messing with James. Oh, they're messing with Jameson. I remember because it was like, why are you saying his whole name? Like, why do you keep saying Jameson? That's a cool name. It is, but I don't think it was back then. We digress for a minute and a half. Anywho, Jameson. Um, Jameson. That's right. So like. Are you looking forward to 1993? So the thing about 1993, there's a couple things about 1993. So we are going to return whether you want us to or not in 1993. But the difference (laughs) is we probably are going to have a different name because... We are definitely going to have a different name. The reason we even started watching any of this is because we were talking. You and I were talking. And when we were talking, you had said you never heard of the Montreal Screwjob. Well... Yeah, we were watching You it. knew it happened, but you didn't watch it at the time. You didn't really know about it, right? No, by 1997, I, I was like a 16-year-old teenage girl, and mm-hmm. I've moved on to other interests. Um, I watched it sometimes. I know I went to a show in 99, like a raw taping. Um, but it was off my radio. So it was... Because this was a thing I was really into for like two or three years as a preteen, young teen, and then just dropped. Which then these A&E biographies made me like, oh my god, I, I love well, it, it was so, it was a combination of a couple things. It was the A&E biographies. It was also the show Heels. Like everything kind of all together. Oh, that's right. So we were watching it kind of together. And then I... We were talking about Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels, right? And we were talking about how, as you know, you know, Jen loves Shawn Michaels. I like Bret Hart. I also loved Bret Hart, though. We they all love Bret Hart. Fa- right, right. Yeah. But we talked about it. 
And it was a thing where you're like, do you like Shawn Michaels asking me? I'm like, no, nah, I really don't like Shawn Michaels. And you're like, why? I'm like, it's a Montreal screwjob. Like, he screwed Bret Hart. Like, that Vince moment. screwed Bret Hart. That moment, if you're watching it and you're experiencing it, like, as a kid, you're like, that's my hero. That's kind of the villain in Shawn Michaels, right? Because you don't really know because he's so good that you don't really know if he is a villain or not. Like, you know he's a villain, but he's also, like, not a villain because you're like... He's Little just Jen, a super cool guy. Like, I was convinced. His vibes are just a super cool guy. I was guy. convinced that he was, like, actually a really nice guy because I loved him. However, I do believe that he was a villain in 1997, yeah. He was, like, the most dangerous. Like, he just da- like he just seemed dangerous, right? He hung out with all the giant dudes. Like, he just, whatever. Like, he just seemed like he was always going to get into trouble, but somehow come out the other side, right? He yeah, just, like, he was going to run his mouth like, as a kid, and get into trouble. As a kid, you're like, big that's will beat the, the shit guy. Out of you. Right. You're like, that's the guy my parents are telling me not to, like, at all ever aspire to be, right? You're like, that's Shawn Michaels. So, you're so like, like when villain. my dad was like, don't ever date a guy. <laughs> yeah, it's Shawn Michaels. With long hair, earrings, and rides a motorcycle. It was because of Shawn Michaels. Probably because of Shawn Michaels. And so, you know, as a kid, you're like, you know, like I like Bret Hart. And, you know, the first thing out of my mind is, oh, I don't like that because I think of the screw job. But then when you rewatch it, as we did, as we were doing, started watching some of the documentaries, you kind of also tap into the weird, like, you know, we... As like kind of like as people, as people that view stuff and and do stuff, we people get love people do. <laughs> you get a lot of recency bias, right? You get a lot of recency bias. So if you're expecting something to happen, it doesn't happen, and then you're upset in the moment. You know, you think of like Game of Thrones and all these other things. So like as a kid, I was upset in the moment that they screwed Bret Hart out of the title, right? Because hmm. that's how it was kind of portrayed. So in the moment, you're upset about that. And it changes how you think about that event. You never knew about it. So to you, you're like, I don't know. These people were were what they were when you left them. You didn't see them go down and kind of how it all went down. And for those of us that have watched it, maybe we're kids that like the X-Files. We love the good conspiracy. And so I, to this day, still think that Montreal was a work. Mm-hmm. That... Everybody was in on Well, not everybody. We can get further in as we deep dive. But at least Vince and Brad were in on it. I know it sounds silly, but even today, people in the uh, community, some wrestlers, well, a lot people of people think, think, it's, it... think it, that's what happened. I think that's um, what went down. It's to the point now that when we watch almost any Monday Night Raw or anything from anywhere in the 90s and to 2000s, you will pick something out in whatever we watch and be like, see? That shit was a work. And you will use whatever it is, whether it's a funny promo or something Vince says or something that happens. Like, you will be like, see, there's an, there's more proof that that shit was a work. So when we, were, when we decided originally, let's go back and do wrestling, you know, from 30 years ago and just kind of talk about it because we want to, because you can, you have the space. This was always in the back of our mind because we rewatched it all. And then you started for the first time seeing the Attitude Era and really enjoying what that product was and enjoying it on a different level. Because now you can actually watch it if you watch it. You just watch it in the background as a show that you can watch, especially, you know, these years. They're only an hour on those Monday Night Raws. The shows can quit. You can watch a week or or you can watch a month and be at the next pay-per-view and you're moving the storylines along. So it's pretty cool. So you have to experience that with the Attitude Era. I mean, two-hour episodes, but the same thing. You're there and you're kind of watching all these storylines and watching all this happen. And you see that no matter what, 
if Vince McMahon shows you something, he's going to pay it off at some point. If they say one thing, yeah. they will always come back. It might be years later, but it'll come back. Did they ever going to pay off the nails thing? I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> I think that's a little morbid. But the point being, no matter what, if you watch, it's there. And you can connect the dots however you want. This is one of wrestling's dumbest and greatest conspiracies, right? It's dumb because you could just say, this is what happened, right? Right. And it's a conspiracy because really, at the end of the day, there only needs to be two people that know the truth. And neither one of them is going to tell us the truth, right? Bret Not Hart and those Vince McMahon aren't going to tell it. Whatever they say isn't going to matter. Because it could just be no, another in, work. In your personal conspiracy about this, Sean does not know. In, just in my vision board review of right. the event, Sean does not know. or do, Sean doesn't know, and it's, it's imperative he doesn't know. He doesn't, and it's imperative he does not. See. Because then it would be another person that eventually could slip up and give any sort of information. If he doesn't know, then they're actually still playing him. So at the top level, they're playing him. They're playing us. But then they're also playing all the other people to play us. Right? Because we're the marks. They're telling us this is, this is, this is, he got screwed. They're saying to us, this is what you're seeing, that he got screwed. But at the end of the day, they're, again, still working everybody. So in order to work everybody, they have to work their own Do you think people. the fact that Vince Russo and Jim Cornette were arguing um, on the dark side of the ring that we watched about this, like they were arguing over who came up with this idea, mm-hmm. do you think the fact that they're arguing about it on this program is a distraction to keep you from knowing the truth? No. What I actually think it is is that, again, both of them could have come to a similar idea or the idea. They want to take credit for it. But in a way that they're able to... They they're, they clearly are some of the, the two of the loudest guys in the room, right? They want to tell you, if they're going to talk to you, they want to tell you their version of the events and they want to tell you how they were involved in every single thing, right? Whether they were or not, we all know those kind of people in our lives. And so I think that's what they both who they both are and what they're both doing. But again, it's all part of it. If I, both of them think that they came up with the idea, then they're inserting themselves into this story. And maybe one or both of them did come up with the idea, but they were not told it was being implemented. So again, these guys could be like, oh, they did my idea. But like, nobody told you they were doing your idea. So how do you know that they weren't, that he didn't take your idea and then use it against all of you? Because now you're another person that can help propagate it and be like, well, that was my idea, right? We all didn't know what to do two nights before. That was my idea to do that. I'm just going to be very clear with this. Yes. I'm not convinced that it was a work. Okay. I find it impossible. Maybe even probable. Okay. Definitely can be convinced that it was a work, but there are times I really feel like maybe it wasn't. Hmm. So, this isn't a thing that you're going to be listening to us. And, uh, it's just going to be all about how it was a work. Because I think you really need to, uh, I don't know. Look at both sides. And sometimes, you know, like if someone gets arrested for a crime and then it's like you start seeing all the clues to point to that person instead of really just looking at it objectively, everything you see, 
just proves that you want this, you're a detective and you want this person to be guilty. So everything is showing you that person is guilty instead of just looking at, at it in a more objective way, you know? But the thing about it... Because maybe that person's not. And what we're going to be doing for the next couple of years while we watch wrestling, next couple of seasons of this show, is we're going to be examining all the evidence that's in front of us. Because when you go to a carnival, Jen, when you go to a circus, when you go to a theater performing a show, and you are in the audience, and you are told at the end of the show that something ha- bad happened between two people on stage as you were watching the show... How can you believe if no one really got hurt and everyone went their separate ways that it wasn't fake? I mean, the thing is... All part of the show. None of these people are liable narrators. I mean, they all live in this kayfabe but world none of where these half people, of the shit that happens is a lie But none anyway, of these so people it's... ever got hurt, right? Because you could say that Brett got hurt and it hurt him a lot. But he, they were going to take the belt from him one way or the other. They just took the belt from him. Well, he was leaving. And also, right. like, there's... And I'm not going to get into it now because... So the point is no one got physically injured. It's not like somebody no. got physically... All they did was do what they were going to do anyway. They were going to take the belt from him. That's all they did. So, for all intents and purposes, if you know someone's going to do something, you know it's going to happen, then why wouldn't you get involved in Listen, the plan? we don't have to hash it out right now. We have time. What we're going to we do... We have almost five years of shit to watch. What we're going to do for 93. Yeah. New name. New name. We haven't decided it yet. You don't get to know it yet, but you'll know it soon. It'll be there. New name. Yeah. New objective. Our new objective is going to be a little bit... Of a little sleuthing, a little detective work. We're still going to give out our awards, but we're really going to try to focus more on the television program than the wrestling that we're seeing. Because I know part of one of the documentaries we were watching, they were talking about how Vince McMahon is is making a television show of his wrestling. And so I really thought about that, you know, because Ted Turner and WCW and the Monday Night Wars, they're, they're the television show that makes a wrestling show, right? But knowing that this is all a show, and then you bringing in and allowing the dark side of the ring, uh, not the dark side of the ring, Wrestling with, wrestling with Shadows, to literally film you. And film your guy leaving your show to go to your biggest rival yeah. at your lowest point. Well, here's the thing, To too, be caught on a hot mic yeah, that you're going to screw the guy would then create such great heat for him. I mean, I don't know. I know. That alone is my number one piece of evidence, and we're going to work our way towards But the thing that. is, it's all circumstantial. And like I said, we can get into it, and we will be getting into it a lot more. But, um... I mean, gun to my head, I probably would say, yeah, err on the side of it being a work, but I'm pretty 50-50. Um, I think it's a work it. until proven otherwise, and that's what we're going to do, is we... We're going to look for clues. We're two marks that really enjoy all the nonsense, as you can tell. We made it through one year of yeah. reviewing uh, multiple episodes that nobody asked for that we gave you anyway. Yeah. And we uh, had a little bit of a hiatus, a lot of things going on. Oh, we only had two a lot of. Enough unexpected things popped up yeah but we i think last time this was released it was like july or something yeah we really, well that's fine we really episode. fell off the map but that's okay um i'm actually excited because we're gonna start this fresh in 93 in january so it's gonna be like mirroring the actual timeline but we have one extra episode because we have our end of the year awards but we still have one more episode before we start that podcast so and we have our manifesto. We have to give our closing manifesto for the, the pre-year, the prequel year, the year that predates 
The new generation. 1992. The best generation. I mean, that's what some might say. So, stay tuned. That was our tease. That's here. That was the most important thing that we had to talk yeah, about. we now. really didn't talk about We might even snip it for a trailer. Because now we're going to go back. We're going to finish this off. Jen, who had... Oh, we're going back? Who had the best outing in these two weeks worth of wrestling? I'm, I'm, Mr. Perfect. I'm, I'm going to tell you. My answer was going to be Bobby the Brain Heenan. Because he really... He puts out as much references to ham and eggs as he can. He uses all the old school wrestling jargon. He is really enjoying himself with Jerry Lawler. And they are just narrating some of the... Some bad jobber matches. So I'm going to give it to Bobby. Yeah, I'm going to give it... Actually, I'm going to give it to Doink. He's really showing up. Well, I was going to give... the crowd. He's really, you know... But it's all the same show. Can you imagine being in this show and they just there's just a clown everywhere at all times? I hate clowns. So, like, I really would not be happy as a kid. Yeah. A lot of people hate clowns. I don't... I don't hate them, but I sure do get why people think they're creepy. Yeah, I mean, I think they're creepy because of Pennywise, Doink, and John Wingazy. Doink. Seriously. This is also, like, the best time for Doink, like, when he's still a heel, kind of, and he's kind of pranking. You don't really know yet. He's just kind of pranking everybody. Um, You know, obviously it's ridiculous and it's there for kids, but it's still, it's better than what it becomes. My best dress of the week is we had a we had Bret Hart sighting at his interview. Yeah, and that's from actually. Doesn't matter. I'm giving it to him. Yeah, I'm gonna agree because his boots were like shiny, beautiful, cowboy pink and black Bret Hart boots. <laughs> I mean, and he's wearing he's wearing his tassel his tassel leather jacket with like tight black jeans. There's just nothing you can say about it's the just Bret Hart. Everything, like, everything about this is like by the way prime Bret. This is only prime only Bret. Bret Hart could wear those. It's funny because you think of Shawn Michaels and the shit he's gonna start wearing now. And you're like, only he could wear that. But mm-hmm. also only Bret Hart. And also only Macho Man, who's around. Like, And also only Ric Flair can wear those robes. It's a golden age. Like everybody that's wearing what they're wearing, it's like, no, you found the thing that you could personally get away with. It's the golden age, no, I one think, is. of costumes. It's because all these guys are, like, yoked up. Like, if you are a skinny dude walking out with those boots and, like, I mean, whatever, like, do you, it's fine. But, like, this, the, the the wrestling attire, like, it's because these guys are big. I think... So it's kind of like, do what you want, you know, like... I don't think you're wrong, but I think the other side is because what it is is that you are still wearing a costume for a house show. You're still wearing something that you want to get these people. And, like, so if you go from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then you go to Austin, Texas... They know what you look like from when you're on TV. So you're all wearing you're wearing costumes like you wear when you're on TV. But then you get to the attitude era, everybody's wearing like street clothes. They're like, I just rolled like the rock is just rolling up in different silk shirts. I'm He's not like, mad I'm, about that either. That's pretty fun. I'm saying it's pretty cool because it's the idea that the you're rock just is in, the like, absolute worst example. Well, tri- of that Triple because H- he dresses so crazy. Tri- Triple H is just wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, Triple H is a perfect and then like right? maybe sometimes a leather jacket. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he always has his leather jacket. So he's got yeah. his leather jacket, jeans, and yeah, a t-shirt. He looks cool. And so the idea is like they just get away from that. But right now it's just like Bret Hart Even could the only be the person to wear that. Like Bret no Hart, one else can wear that. Even the way Bret Hart dresses when he's not wrestling in 1997, the mm-hmm. way Shawn Michaels dresses in 1997. When they're not wrestling, they dress the Undertaker. Like people. Well, no. No, he definitely dresses insane still. He but, dresses um, the same. He lives a character. Yeah. So that was uh, it, I guess, right? I mean, do we have any other award? I, oh, I'm i going to do a big shout out to uh, 
My man Barry Horowitz. Okay. Always happy to see him. He uh, wrestled Bob Bobby Bax. Yeah, that was uh, the whole point of that was to say that Bob Backlund couldn't use his uh, what was it his uh, submission holds they called them his submission yeah, holds during the what, Royal Rumble can't use it yeah, during the Royal Rumble. There was also a, a doink thing going on during that, and they were just hyping the Royal Rumble and getting everybody ready and getting everybody set because that's that's our next event. I'm excited for that. You know, I'm always a fan of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, this one isn't as good as '92, but um, this is my. Well, it's just not good. Personal, most nostalgic year. So. Whenever you have someone that you're trying to push and you're trying to create someone like they're trying to do with Yokozuna, that's why it's not good. But as a regular person, I remember just even the thought of watching that, I'm like, well, we know who wins. I don't know if that's true because I feel like the 1994 one was pretty entertaining and they did the same shit with uh, Diesel. And he didn't win. A spoiler. But like he did the difference with is, 11 guys. The difference is at the time... I don't think there was anyone that was watching wrestling that was like, that man, once he's in the ring, is never going to be able to be thrown out of the ring, up and over. It's you just not going to You need people to band together. You, know you need mean? everyone to band together. which Or is you need like, like Lex Luger to come in, because we all know he can... Well, all he can do is slam him. He can't lift him over and throw him out of the ropes. He's too big. Like, he, like when they bring in the Giants, you're like, well, the Giants and those guys are like, you know giant gonzalez stuff like they're slow and like the undertaker like those guys seem a little slower like yokozuna undertaker is fast as fuck they seem slower i'm saying yokozuna is just a huge man you're like that man you just can't pick up that man like it's just you look at him and you're like i loved him as a kid the greatest villain ever in my really? opinion wrestling villain yes he was you're my not favorite. even you're not even a heel guy that's funny well because it's just he's like literally i hated him a sumo wrestler. When he was dropping a leg on someone, you're like, oh my god. Like when he did when he does the bonsai splash, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. So I mean we, we, we got a lot of lot to look forward to, but uh, um yeah. 93 is my uh my most nostalgic year, probably one of my top probably one of my one of my favorite years. I would say pro- I'll probably I would say probably ninety seven. It's one of my favorite years of wrestling for real. Well we're talking about ninety three right now. I know. Ninety seven is my 97. favorite year, but nineteen ninety three is probably ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere around there. It's yeah. when I first started to get into it and I really loved it. And we're about to Um God, we've just been blabbering on. Um well, it's part trailer. Part Well, we have to record a nice little trailer once we got our name. True. Anything else you want to add on this episode? No, oh, God, no. This episode is a... <laughs> this episode's a work. This episode is a work. Everybody's getting work. This episode... Actually, no. This episode is a screw job. You... <laughs> this episode is an entire screw job. got screwed if you thought we were going to tell you all about Ted DiBiase. Oh, no. On December 19th, joining the Royal Rumble, but... But Jimmy Hart didn't put up... He didn't put up IRS until the next week. You know what I mean? There's no conspiracy. Bob the Brain told us about that. We're sorry we couldn't dig into that further. But I think... I think we're on to something here, Jen. I think we might be investigating the Do happenings of the WWE. you think you're going to find the truth? No. No. I think the truth, much like the tagline of another show premiering very soon, is out there. It's out there. I, I could have literally seen the truth. Or, you know... The people that believe it's a work, we know. You know, birds aren't real. That's the thing, too. A lot of people think it's a work. A lot, a lot of people, people, and a lot more people think it's a work. Now and the we'll get into gone. who those people are and stuff. Some of their interviews, where they say it's a work. Mm-hmm. Some of the information. R.I.P. Scott Hall, he gets it. Yeah. 
multiple different episodes we've seen in multiple different timelines where he's like, it's a work. Yeah. He, he points to the camera work and how they were uh, ready. He has a very good reasoning. I mean, we're not going to get into it right now, but yeah. So, well, it's been real. It's been fun. Follow us. Yeah. Um, yeah, follow us right now. We're at Becky left the chat scheduled for one. No, we're at Becky left the chat on Instagram. I will be changing that handle as soon as we get a new name. But if you follow that, the handle will change and you will still be following it. Um, on Twitter, we are at BLC underscore pod, mm-hmm. which will stay the same. And yeah, that's really about it. We're going to come find us. Yeah, and get ready. Because we're going to investigate whether or not this thing was a word. But for now, one more episode. Yeah. We'll be back with our year-end mixtape. We're going to create our mixtape. VHS tape. Three hours. With the matches. We'll be back one week. Mm Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.